Hey, and welcome to the Motherhood Simplified Podcast. I'm your host, Krista Lockwood. And if you ever look around your house and wonder where the heck did all this stuff come from and how am I ever going to get it out, you are in the right place. I'm a mom of five who decluttered her home back in 2013 when my family and I decided to move from Alaska to Florida with one suitcase each. And I do not recommend it. What I do recommend is learning how to declutter without becoming a full-blown minimalist which means learning to find the balance of what your family needs and wants without it being so much that it overwhelms you on a daily basis. So if that sounds good to you, you are going to love this podcast. Let's dive into the episode. If you have been trying to declutter your house, and not been as successful as you like, I am willing to bet that I can help you figure out exactly why. There are a lot of reasons that moms feel like they can't declutter, declutter, whether it's their kids or their spouse or the time or the energy or just simply not knowing what to do, where to take things, how to donate, right? How to do it mindfully, how to not be wasteful. Uh, Plus you're worried about like, what if I need it? You know, I wasted so much money on this. What if I need it again and I can't get it? There is so much that goes into decluttering as a mom. And I promise that if you have thought it or felt it, I have heard it before or experienced it myself. And that is exactly why I created this training called how to create your mom proof decluttering plan. And I've done a lot of decluttering checklists, challenges, courses, programs in the past, and they work. And this training really is the framework for every single thing that moms need to consider when it comes to decluttering their home. It's the plan. We're actually going to build your plan together. It's following through with your plan and it's including your family and even learning how to make this process as enjoyable as possible. Because most people feel like The task is daunting or just another thing on their to-do list, and I don't want it to feel like that for you. So this free training, how to create your mom-proof decluttering plan, you can go to motherhoodsimplified.com forward slash DIY to get it, or you can just check the show notes of this episode and you will find it. Come get it. I know there is so much information about there. A lot of it is much the same. Five steps to declutter your house, you know? Here's the checklist to declutter this area of your house, but none of them really show you the full scope of what goes into doing this start to finish. And that's exactly what's in this training. So go check it out, motherhoodsimplified.com forward slash DIY, or check the description of this episode to go get it today. Welcome to the Motherhood Simplified Podcast. I'm your host, Crystal Lockwood, and on the surface, I teach you how to declutter your home so you can focus on what matters most to you as a mom, which I'm guessing isn't those laundry mountains, dishes stacked to the sky, and the tornadoes you clean up all day. My hope for this podcast is so much more than teaching you to declutter. I record all of my episodes live and in real time so that you can have the experience of a mom friend who gets you and is there for you. My audio isn't perfect, my kids might interrupt us, but the conversations we have are real, impactful, and proof that there are other moms like you that decluttering has worked for. If you want to join me and thousands of other moms for live episodes, go find us on Instagram and Facebook. 
Just search Motherhood Simplified and we'll welcome you with open arms. See you soon. Okay, everybody, welcome to today's episode. We are going to talk about why you should declare the toys and when you should do it. Timing is important. And it's also important to know why you're doing it because there are probably reasons that you want to declutter your toys and that's good. But a lot of times you need to dig for why you actually wanna do this, why it matters, because that's what's gonna make sure that you are successful in this that your efforts are sustainable and you don't end up just snapping one day because you're so fed up, throwing out a bunch of stuff, scaring the kids, and then not actually getting to the root issue of the problem, which is a lot of things. Okay. Hey, Amanda. Hey, Naomi. If you guys are listening on the podcast, come join us in the Facebook group or on Instagram because I record these live and I love to talk to you and have back and forth feedback while we have this conversation. I don't like just talking to people and being like, here's what you should do. I love the community aspects and I love hearing from y'all. So come join us. Um, I'll put the links for those in the, the show notes or whatever it is that they call them. Okay. Okay. So let's talk real quick about why decluttering the toys is important. And let me know if any of these reasons that I'm about to tell you are the reasons why you want to declutter your toys. The number one reason that I hear from moms and why they want to declutter their toys is because the house is a mess and they don't want it to be a mess anymore. So they're like, we have to declutter the toys. There's messes all over the place. Let me know if this is your reason. Hey, Erica, if you want to declutter the toys because your house is always a mess, because you're always cleaning up the same things, because your kids dump and run, um, because they never clean up after themselves, because you have toys stacked on the walls, on the shelves, in the closets. You can't keep up on the toy rotation and it's just crazy chaos. Let me know because that's probably the most pressing reason why you want to declutter the toys and that's okay. That's a perfectly valid reason to want to declutter the toys. Um, Jackie says 100, right? Like that's her, um, that's honestly the most people want to declutter the toys which is great, perfect. And I want to talk about more reasons. So Emily says, I think my why would be because I don't even know what they have, so much gets overlooked. And even the kids seem overwhelmed by the options. Yes, we're gonna talk about that too, like decision fatigue in your children and how overwhelming it is for them. So when it comes to these other reasons for why you should declutter your toys, number two, but, but here's a benefit, how about this? benefit for decluttering your toys is that they care more for what they have, meaning they clean it up. Jessica just decided to do it for a quick cleanup, right? They clean it up better. They take care of it, right? They're more willing to help. They appreciate what they have more. They um, don't just like throw things all around as much, right? Like babies and people still do what they do and, and kids are still just kids. But for the most part, when you declutter your toys, they care for what they have. They take care of it. And some of you might know, you might not know, I used to be a Montessori teacher. And one of the skills that we teach kids in Montessori classrooms is care for their environments and care for their stuff. 
And it's impossible to do when you have so much to take care of. Yeah, Jackie just says, I want less for them to be responsible for. Exactly. When you think about how many toys you have and how overwhelmed you are by everything that you have to clean up, have to organize, have to put away, that's a lot for you to be responsible for. Now imagine that times a million for these small children, right? They don't have the years of experience that you have. They don't have access to Pinterest to get organizational ideas. Like they don't have any of this. They're just overwhelmed and they have way too much to be responsible for and they can't possibly care for it. So when you declutter the toys, they care for what they have more and they are more willing to put it away. They are more willing to keep track of it and all of these things, okay? Now, another reason why it's super important to declutter the kids' toys is because they know where their things are at, right? And I'm not talking about just toys, right? Um, Amanda says, I don't want my babies to be overwhelmed. This will be saved for later in the Facebook group and on the podcast. Um, they will know where their things are. How much time do you waste looking for things that you can't find because you have so much stuff? You can't remember where you put it. It gets buried, it gets lost. It doesn't have a space to go. So it never ends up in the same place, right? The same thing with kids. They have likely their favorite toys that they love to play with. And a lot of times when, I don't know if it's, let me know if it's happened for you, but if you have like their bedroom or a playroom or this space and living room, whatever it is, you have all of these toys, everybody pulled everything out for the day. It's a mess. They have their handful of things that they play with all the time. You put everything back onto the shelves, right? At the end of the day to just clean up and make it so that tomorrow is less chaotic. They wake up and they can't find their favorite toys. So they pull everything out off of the shelves looking for those few things that they want, right? And what happens when you declutter is that you don't have to go looking for these things all the time, right? They have a space in the home. They always go back to the space. They don't have to uncover it and unbury it from the depths of the closet or the toy bin or the toy box or whatever, which is why they test deep bins, right? Like the, the 18 inch deep bins. Like they're so hard for kids because things just get buried in there and they can't find them. But once you declutter stuff and you start to have space for everything to fit inside of your home, which means that everything has a space and everything is put in its space and it's easy to keep track of in that way, it trickles into the other areas of, the, of, of our house and all of the things that we have to keep track of. They always know where their snow gear is, right? They always know where their backpacks are. They always know where their lunch boxes are. Their, you know, their school notebooks, their homeschool stuff. They always know where it is and it's easy for them to find. And that eliminates so much frustration. I can't tell you how many times I remember being a kid and, you know, having to run out the door to get somewhere, whether it was to school or to sports or to, you know, a church event or wherever it is that we have to go and having to find my shoes or find my socks or find my coat because I couldn't find it because there was too much stuff, right? And then my mom would get upset about it or, um, you know, my, my dad or whatever, they'd be annoyed and they'd be like, find your stuff. Why can nobody ever find anything? It was so frustrating. Um, and that was part of my, you know, first years of motherhood too, like needing to get on work on time and not being able to find the diaper bag or getting to where we needed to go or discover that the diaper bag was empty and didn't have what we needed. Um, so decluttering eliminates the frustration of not knowing where your things are and getting angry at your kids because they didn't put it away 
or your kids being upset and, and crying because they can't find the stuff that they're looking for. Um, so that's another reason why we should declare. Um, Jackie says it's dangerous too. Too much laying on the floor and they don't always look where they're walking. Yeah, we I, I agree with that completely too. The stress just snowballs safety issues, right? Um, things like having scissors laying out or or tools or you know, things that have broken or small pieces like choking hazards. It's definitely a safety issue too. Um, I have a podcast episode that I did with Lindsay Camp, and she said that one of the biggest benefits of decluttering her home was that. She didn't have to worry if her toddler was in the other room without her because there weren't things that were going to topple onto her, right? Or she wasn't going to get into things. Like she knew where everything was and could put it in the spot, especially the things that are not safe for kids. Um, so yeah, safety issues. There's even been um, articles circling around about like fire hazards too, where um, fire departments are like, you need to have this stuff cleared out because if there is a fire, we can't get to you, right? You, it, it's safety issue too. Um, okay, so my reason number four for decluttering is increased gratitude and appreciation of your kids. It kind of goes along with what we're talking about um, where they care for their stuff more, but when they don't just have the expectation of getting whatever they want, whenever they want in excessive, copious, endless amounts, they appreciate what they have more. And I think you can probably relate to this as an adult too, right? Like too much of a good thing is never a good thing. If we eat, um, just for a simple comparison, like if we eat dessert all day long, all of a sudden dessert really isn't that special and we don't appreciate it. We actually don't even want it anymore. We just like are like, yeah, it's there all the time. And I'm, you know, I'm desensitized to it and I don't appreciate it. Hey, Nicole. Um, so when you give them less and you put limits and expectations and boundaries around like what they get and what they have and when they get it and how they get it, they appreciate it more. Um, we talk a lot as a society about like entitled kids who turn into entitled adults. And have you ever met an entitled adult? It's a million times worse than an entitled child, <laughs> right? Like nobody enjoys that interaction. But they, it is a lot of times things that we learn as children, like we just expect things and we just get what we want when we want it. And everybody always says yes to us all of the time. And, and that's it. And there's always more, 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 more. Um, and then they grow up to have these expectations and it makes them very difficult to live in the adult world, right? Where we do have limits and we do have boundaries and we do have expectations and we do have to consider things like our budgets and what kind of space we have and what we are willing to do and have to do to maintain the stuff that we have, right? So it increases all of these very important lessons that I, I personally want to instill in my kids so they can grow up to know what it takes to manage a household, know what it takes to manage a budget and be wise in their finances and know um, how to just live within their means, right? Um, because a lot of times if we do, if we are always doing things like saying yes, thanks, you can get that toy. Yes, you can get that thing. Oh, hold on a second. I want my kids to be prepared for the real world. Um, I want them to know how to be a steward of their finances, their home, and what it takes to be a responsible adult. Sorry, everybody on the podcast, we had an interruption with a, a toddler streaking past. I'm still not exactly sure what she's doing. 
she's a puppy and she's okay. And guess what? I know that she's safe upstairs in her bedroom. There's nothing she can get into. <laughs> okay. Um, the next reason why it's super, super important to declutter the toys in your home is because of personal responsibility. Hey, Cassandra, my kids can be trusted with nice things. Okay, within reason. Um, it didn't always used to be that way. It used to be that I felt like I would never be able to have nice things or give my kids nice things because they couldn't take care of it, right? And what that equated to getting them nice things and then being ruined, right? And wasting my money and being frustrated by that, especially when it comes to things like technology. Um, my older kids, you know, who are like into gaming and have, you know, tablets and those kinds of things, like I can trust them to be responsible with it. And I can trust them to keep them up out of the way. And I can trust them to care for it. And I can trust them to put it back where it goes and to treat it well. And this is another one of those things that I think is really important for them to learn in order to be an adult who grows up and has to take care of these things, right? Because eventually my kids are going to grow up one day and they're going to have cars of their own. And I want them to know how to take care of them. They're going to have homes of their own. And I want them to know how to take care of them. And I want them to... To, to care for their things, right? I want them to have things that they want to last um, and to not just be careless and reckless and um, be responsible. And that starts now, right? I think a lot of us, when we talk in the Facebook group, especially a lot of us just weren't taught these things. We, don't, we weren't taught how to take care of our stuff. We weren't taught to um, keep things Nice. We weren't taught how to make things last, right? And uh, that comes from a lot of reasons. You know, we live in a consumer society where it's really, really easy to just replace things all the time. Um, even like things that affect us are things like where production comes from now. Like we get most of our production from other countries of the world and it gets mass produced, shipped here. So it's really, really easy to access more and more and more, which makes us care for our stuff less and less and less. Um, which kind of goes back to, you know, having increased gratitude for what we actually do have. We're so used to having so much stuff around us that we don't really even appreciate how much we have. In fact, I think a lot of us have swung to the other end where we have so much. And sometimes we border on ingratitude, right? Like when people are giving us hand-me-downs and we're already overwhelmed, instead of seeing it as the gift, especially coming out of the, the holiday season right now, instead of seeing those as acts of generosity and acts of kindness and expressions of love, we're annoyed by it and we're burdened by it and we're frustrated by it. Um, and so I think it just um, increases the level of awareness of what it means to have nice things and take care of those things and take personal responsibility for those things. Um, and as your kids get older, you know, teaching them things about what you're actually spending your money on and making sure that you are caring for those things so that you're not wasting your money and all of these really big lessons. Um, okay reason why I think it's super important for you to declutter the toys in your homes is because they will play more in depth and more creatively times a million. Um, I've seen this in classrooms and I've seen this in my home. My kids have um, this laundry basket full of stuffed animals that they play with and they've been playing with them for about a decade. I'm not kidding you. Like these animals have storylines, they have birthdays, they have relationships, they have sports teams, they have events that they've hosted over the years, like all of these things that go really, really in. And a lot of times we think that more toys is going to make their play better or more creative or more educational or more fun. And a lot of times it takes away from 
their ability to play in depth, to be creative, to have fun because they're overwhelmed and they have decision fatigue. Have you, um, let me know if you guys have ever eaten at a Sonic, you know, like the drive-through restaurant thing. And they have, not even kidding, like 100 options for drinks, like different combinations of like slushy or icy or you want to ice or you want to blend it. And then it has like 75 different flavor combinations and you can mix and match. And it's totally overwhelming. And any time I just look at the menu, and I'm like, I just want to close my eyes and point at something because there's way too many options. And that's what happens for our kids. They have too many toys. They experience decision fatigue. It's hard for them. We just had Sonic for lunch. How many do you feel about the menu? I feel like it's super overwhelming and there's way too many choices. Um, and there's a lot of like science, scientific studies on this. There, if you watch Brain Games, there's a whole episode on decision fatigue. Um, but it's true for your kids too. When they walk into a playroom, I just imagine our old playroom that was lined with like all of these shelves and the walls were lined with stuff and they had more in the closets. And then in the school that I owned, it was the exact same thing. Walking in as a child and being like, okay, go play. Okay, play with what? Like there's so much to play with. And um, they can't possibly play with it all. Like honestly, they just, they can't possibly play with it all. There's, there's too much. And I know a lot of times we say things like my kids literally play with everything. And a lot of times we are confusing play with toy sampling or moving the toys out of their way or dumping the toys and running. It's toy sampling where they're like, hmm, what is this? I could do something with this. Maybe I like it. Don't toss it to the side and let me go back to the things that I actually enjoy playing with and play with on a consistent basis, right? Toy sampling is not playing. And that is what happens when there are too many options. And when you give them less options, they play more creatively and they play more in depth. Now, I'm never ever going to give you like a list of how many toys I think you should have or how many different you know options and variety you should have because it's gonna be different for everybody based on how many kids you have and their personal preferences and their creativity levels. Um, so I'm not going to say that you have to have a certain amount, but I will let you know that my kids, we have a play kitchen and we've had, even up until like a few months ago, had like we had felt food, and we had the wooden food and then we had like the plastic food that it came with. And I would put like one out at a time, like just the felt food or just the wooden food or just the plastic food. And they didn't use 99% of it, right? They used the pots and pans. And most of the time they cook with nothing in it because the whole point of their play is to be creative and to use their imaginations. And they don't care about all of the excess stuff, right? So now all we have in there are these little, I got these little like macaroon plates up in. There's like 12 little macaroons or like little circles, a little bit larger than a quarter so the baby can't choke. And that's all that's in their kitchen. And they use it to make soup and they use it to make bread and they use it to serve to other people and they cut it up and they put it in the pots and pans and they cook it and they bake with it and they do everything with those 12 little macaroons that are all the same shape and size, different colors. And that's it. They play so creatively with that, more creatively than they did with all of the different varieties of food. Now, again, I want to let you know, I'm not saying go get rid of all of your, your play kitchen food. I'm just saying like, that's a really good example of toys just being tools for kids and allowing them creative space because too much stuff overwhelms their space. And if they're like my kids, they just 
pump out most of the food. Most of the food doesn't even fit into the pots and pans, right? I don't know who configured these sizes, but they don't make sense and they don't work out well. Um, so more does not equal more fun, more does not equal more play, more equals more decisions to make and more overwhelm and more difficulty in navigating the space and less space to create and play and be imaginative, okay? Um, so I promise you that they don't need all of the options under the sun. They will be just fine with less. And in fact, they will benefit greatly from having less. Their play will be more in-depth. It will be more creative. It will be more independent, which we'll talk about in a second. Um, now, actually, let's just jump right into that. In addition to their play, increasing in creativity and increasing in imagination, it also increases in cooperation and in independent play. Now, I'm not gonna say, again, declutter your toys and your kids will leave you alone and never ask you to play with them again, but they will be more engaged in their play and because they will have space to go more in depth and to be more creative and to expand and really go deep and get engrossed and engaged in their play. They will be less interested in asking you to find them something to do because they'll be so into it. They will be so excited to be playing. Um, and it does make them more independent because when kids play, that is their work. That is literally their work. Toys are just tools for them to do their work in the world, right? To explore, to practice, to um, practice skills, to cooperate with each other, to um, figure out how to interact with others. So their cooperative play will also increase, especially if you have siblings. And I'm not saying that like declutter your toys and all of a sudden they're gonna be the best sharers and the best givers and the most polite ever, right? That's not what I'm saying, but it does give them more space to practice things like common courtesy and, and waiting for somebody to be done with something and not just taking it, right? Um, it increases cooperation and independent play. Because instead of walking into a situation that is overwhelming, that requires them to be overstimulated, and I guess it doesn't require them to be overstimulated, but it does overstimulate them, um, and be required to make a whole lot of decisions and be stuck and paralyzed and unable to make any decisions, they know exactly what they wanna do, and they know how they wanna do it, and they know who they wanna do it with, and then they do it, right? Um, so it does help with that cooperative and independent play. Um, okay, so let me take a chance to catch up on comments real quick and then we'll jump into when you should start decluttering the toys. Okay, you should start decluttering your kids' toys after you have decluttered your stuff. I'm not going to say that you have to have the rest of the house totally cleared out and decluttered and clutter-free perfectly. I am saying that you need to lead by example. You need to not put the blame and the focus on your kids and the toys because they are not the ones who bought the stuff. They are not the ones responsible for the home and what's in it. And I don't think it's fair to be like, I am so overwhelmed and I'm going to uh, make it your fault, right? And I'm gonna hyper-focus on all of your toys and all of your stuff. I can pretty much guarantee that every single home that struggles with clutter and, and too much stuff is not only struggling with toys. 
there's a whole lot of other stuff. It's your kitchen, your bathroom, your bedrooms, the, the piles on the stairs, the piles on the counters, the piles on the couch, the garage, the hallways, all of these other areas. You have to have to lead by example and do at least a good effort of all of these other areas first. Um, and, and lead by example, because here's the thing, your kids aren't gonna trust you if you just jump in and take all their stuff away. They're gonna feel attacked, they're gonna feel violated. And not only that, decluttering is a skill. Decluttering is a skill and it's an experience. And I think that you need to practice it as a skill and you need to have the experience of actually letting your stuff go before you can teach somebody else, right? Walk your walk, don't just talk your talk. Um, and when it comes to leadership, a lot of us don't value or respect other leaders who say things like, do as I say, not as I do, right? So lead by example and show them that you've done it, you see value in it, you believe in it, you're acting in integrity, and you're going to have a lot more ability to help them through this process. Um, now, let's take a moment to imagine what you would feel like if you woke up one day and all of the stuff that was in your bedroom was gone, right? All like your clothes, your trinkets, your home decor, maybe your, your kitchen gadgets, they were just gone, right? How would you feel, right? The same, your kids are gonna feel the same way. Kids, I know not everybody subscribes to this, but I do. So I'm gonna tell you that I think kids are people too and they are worthy and they deserve to have autonomy over their stuff and their spaces in the home. And it is a matter of finding the balance between taking ownership for what is in the home and what you have and how much they have because your kids can't get stuff without you, you know, without it going through you first. And also respecting the fact that you let it all come in. They've become attached to it. They've, you know, it's theirs now. That's how they feel about it and respecting that, right? Um, so you're, you're gonna have to, find that line of like, yeah, I got this stuff in here. This is my fault for buying all of this stuff, for accepting all of these hand-me-downs, for not, you know, getting through this or getting to this before it became such a big issue. And I also, you know, need to help you make this easier, right? Make this simpler, make this more enjoyable for you, easier for you to manage without just stripping it all away from you and maybe low-key traumatizing you and stealing away your sense of control and autonomy. Now, I'm gonna to have to pause this one more time. Now, because of these reasons, I this is why I think it's super important for you to declutter your stuff first and give it a, good, a really good effort because your kids feel a lot of how you feel about your clutter. Of course, it's different, um, like different wording and different manifesting, but your kids also feel like, what if I want to play with it? You know, what if I have sentimental attachments to it? What if, you know, my mom or my, you know, my grandma got me this for me and I really want it and I really like it. Their feelings about it are very similar to yours, which is why I think it's so, so important to have some kind of, you know, experience under your belt in what this is actually like to declutter your stuff so that you can lead them through the process and tune into their hesitations about why they're struggling with it or, or um, whatever, whatever it is for them, right? We talked about, you know, imagine if you, woke, if you woke up 
and all of your stuff is gone, right? That's how your kids feel if you decide to like get rid of everything while they're at school, right? Or while they're sleeping. Um, and you know, sometimes based on their ages or the degree of the clutter, it's totally okay to make those executive decisions, right? If you have just a playroom, we'll deep trash. Of course you can go in and get rid of some of it, right? Um, or, you know, if they're like two years old or three years old and they just don't have the brain capacity yet to make these kinds of decisions, of course you can go in and make decisions for them. But a lot of times, like, I will never advocate for like going into your, your kids' rooms and just taking all of their stuff and, and not including them in the process. Oh, it's Wednesday, Daniel or Janelle. I did not know it was Wednesday. <laughs> That's hilarious. Um, okay, now on the other end of it, imagine, imagine if you have a spouse and he went to bed and you went into the garage and got rid of all of his tools. What would, his what would his reaction be, right? Or maybe you go through and like get rid of all of his clothes. What would his reaction be? Probably not super nice, right? If he did the same to you, if he went through the kitchen and got rid of your kitchen gadgets, right? Or whatever it is that you have, you woke up and it was gone. And he was like, it was frustrating me. It was too much for me to, to manage. Would that be a fun conversation? <laughs> Probably not, right? You would be pretty mad. He would be pretty mad. Probably pretty offended. Um, right, probably like, hey, back off my space. Like I am my own person, don't take my stuff, right? Um, it, it wouldn't go over well here. <laughs> um, but the, you know, the same is true for kids. I don't think we get a pass on missing their feelings about all of this because they're kids. Um, I do think it's super important to, to do this with them and to include them in the process. Um, now, on that note, in, in a few weeks, I am holding a toy decluttering workshop for moms enrolled in Decluttering Simplified, which is the course that I have created that walks you through exactly how to declutter your entire home start to finish in a very systematic way so that you can completely transform your home in four weeks. Now, if you don't know my story, I decluttered and the preschool that I owned that was about a thousand square feet full of toys and crafts and all of the things in four weeks down to what fit into one suitcase each. And my husband, I was living in Alaska. My husband had moved down to Florida to get us established there. So I did it by myself. I had three kids at the time. I was working from 7 a.m. to 5 p.m. at my preschool. And I literally got rid of everything in my house other than what fit into those suitcases. Now, I don't recommend that. I do not think that the point of decluttering should be to have one suitcase of stuff because honestly, that's lame and that's not fun. And it's not practical for kids um, or for you know moms with kids. Maybe if you're like a single person traveling the world, yeah, that makes sense. But we are moms, many of us with many kids, and that just doesn't make sense. But here's the thing. If I can do that in four weeks, literally everything, making those decisions, right? I, I, I went through the exact same process of like, should I keep this or should I not keep this? Will this fit into my suitcase? Will this not fit into my suitcase? Is this sentimental? Is this not sentimental? Should I sell it, donate it, or trash it? Like, what should I do? How should I do this? I had to go through the whole entire process. And if I can do that in four weeks, you can absolutely transform your home in four weeks too, which is exactly what that course does. It transforms your home in four weeks. As long as you follow the steps that I've laid out for you that are very simple to follow, especially if you have kids, you guys have seen on this episode, like my kids are, I have a lot of them. 
they're busy and they're all over the place. So everything I ever teach you is designed with that in mind to work around your mom life and to be small, doable projects that will be effective and actually work for you. And you're doing your stuff first, right? You're getting exactly what I believe in, which is you need to do your stuff first. You need to focus on the other areas of the home before you go in for the kids' things. Um, which is why this, this is a bonus workshop only available to moms enrolled in Decluttering Simplified, because I want to make sure that I can have this like high-level strategic conversation about how to actually do this with moms who are ready for it and ready to do it and, you know, with integrity. Um, so in the Toy Decluttering Workshop, this is what we are going to talk about. We are going to recognize what motivates different personalities of kids to declutter. Now, I'm going to be super honest. I have been studying the group um, and moms who have helped declutter for the past year, trying to figure out like what works for different kids and what doesn't work. And I've kind of, I've, I've categorized them into five different kinds of kids, right? Um, and it used to be that I just recommended what worked for my kids. And what I've learned is that there are many different other personalities other than what works for my kids. Some kids respond to giving to other people, right? Other kids respond to very practical guidelines. Like we're just going to keep what fits in this space. Um, or other kids, you know, like to have, you know, it gamified and to, you know, treat it like a puzzle. So we're going to talk about the different personalities of kids and ways that you can support them in decluttering based on what personalities are. Some kids are very, very sentimental, right? And I've never had a child who was very sentimental with their stuff until I had my three-year-old who, I'm not kidding you, I showed her a picture of her from last year. And she was like, oh, I love that shirt. Like, that was my favorite shirt. Where is it? I need to get that. And I was like, like floored. So I'm like, I've literally never had a kid say anything like that before. And she was like, really like on the verge of crying. Like, that was my favorite shirt. And I can't find it. Where is it? Right. So we're going to talk about the different personalities of kids and how to support them in decluttering and cutting ties with their stuff and figuring out what their actual motivators are so that you can support them in that. And we're going to talk about different high level strategies to teach your kids how to do this as well. Um, I'm going to go over quick um, the most common toy categories and how to actually clutter them and make decisions. Um, books, technology and like gaming systems. Legos, we're gonna talk about Legos and all of the different kinds of building things like magma tiles and um, whatever else there is, you know, those kinds of things. I'm gonna give you conversation starters to have with your kids so that you can start to kind of prime them for the experience of decluttering the toys so that they don't just wake up one day totally shocked of like, why is mom getting rid of all my stuff? Why is she so angry? Why is she throwing everything away, right? Like having how to have conversation starters with your kids to get them ready for this and to start to get insight onto what kind of personality they have when it comes to decluttering so that you can get more awareness on how to support them through this process. Um, and then at the end, we will do a live Q&A where you, um, I'm gonna have you submit your questions ahead of time and I will answer your questions specifically about how you should declutter you know, these areas and these things in your home with your kids. We'll also talk about storage and organization. Um, now, again, like I said, this is only available to moms inside of the Decluttering Simplified 
course, because I want to make sure that based on what I've seen happen with moms in the past, that you are committed to this, that you are, you know, it's not, I, it's a high level conversation and that's what I want to have. So if you want to get into decluttering simplified, you can enroll in that anytime, um, 24 seven, 365, it's always available. But if you want to get to the live version of this toy decluttering workshop, you've got to enroll before January 1st, 2021, because we're going to have it in the, uh, like the second or third week of January. And I want you to have some time to dive into the course and start making these changes inside of your home. And then you'll be ready to do this toy decluttering with your family and include your kids in the process in a wholesome way, in a way that is inclusive and respectful of them. Um, and in the long term, will be sustainable and it will work. So you can enroll before January 1st. If you enroll after January 1st, no big deal. You will get access to the replay of it, but there is a lot of value in showing up live and specifically getting to ask your questions in the Q&A portion of the course. So that being said, um, yes, okay. I'm going to hang up on the podcast. I'm going to catch up all of you um, on the Facebook group and read your comments. And I will see you all around. If you want to get enrolled into Decluttering Simplified, I will put the link in the description of this episode. And we will see you on the next episode. Hey, friend. Did you love this episode? If you did, I would love if you took a screenshot of it and shared it with somebody else. Okay. The whole point of this is to create a community of moms who get each other, who support each other, and who, when they find something that helps them, they share it with somebody. So I would love if you shared this podcast with somebody with maybe just a little note about how it helped you or how it inspired you so that it can help somebody else. I would also love it if you left me a review Leaving a review lets me get better stats on the internet and blah, blah, blah. Basically, it helps me help more moms like you. I would so appreciate it. If you hated this episode, I'm sorry, but I'm also kind of impressed that you listened to it all and you're still listening. So still leave me a review, still share it (laughs) because I'm sure somebody can benefit from it. I'll see you guys on the next episode. Hey, before you go, I have a question to ask you. Would you please leave me a five-star review if you are listening on iTunes? It helps me grow my show and reach more moms like you who are wanting to declutter without becoming a full-blown minimalist. If you love the show, I would love it if you shared something specific that you find valuable or helpful or that you just enjoy about listening to this show. It would mean the world to me if you took time out of your day to do that. And while you're at it, Head over to motherhoodsimplified.com to listen to more podcast episodes or check out our Facebook group, Instagram, just to connect on social media. If you love these episodes and if you love this show, please tag me. I love to connect with you over there. Podcasts are kind of like a one-way conversation where I feel like I'm talking to you and with you. But when you tag me on social media, I feel like we can take that one step further and actually connect with each other, which is the whole point of me starting this podcast and community in the first place is to be able to connect with moms like you who are wanting to declutter without becoming a full-blown minimalist. So tag me in your Instagram stories. 
I'm motherhood underscore simplified. Check out the motherhood simplified Facebook group or head over to the site and just find even more blogs, podcasts, decluttering courses to help you continue on your decluttering journey. Thanks so much. And I'll talk to you soon.